Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Sexy Radiance Podcast. My name is Angelica Gutierrez, Angelica Gutierrez, your choice, and I'm your podcast host, as well as your on-air sexual radiance coach. If you have not done so already, please follow us on Instagram at sxy underscore radiance and help us spread the sexy news friends. Our focus here at Sexy Radiance is to support you in your personal journey to self-empowerment and get your sexy back so that you can show up in life more authentically and be a better lover to yourself and others. Please note that the content and opinions of the Sexy Radiance podcast are not meant to be or replace spiritual or medical advice nor be a substitute for therapy. Before we move on to today's episode, I want to thank Tiana St. Hilaire for her tireless efforts with social media. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Tiana. So much appreciated. So moving on to today's episode, uncut, by the way, which is not easy. (laughs) I don't know why I'm doing this now the second time. But anyway, we are here. Today's episode is based on the five languages of love um, or love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman's New York Times bestselling book, The Five Love Languages and How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. In the sexy world, February is traditionally known as the month of love. So why not start off this month's episode with how to best love your partner and yourself for that matter? Yourself, because when we let our partner know how we feel most loved, we are taking responsibility for ourselves. One thing I've learned, and not just in my studies or in my work with individuals, but also in my personal experience in this life as a partner and (laughs) ex-partner, is that love is a choice. Yes, it is a choice. When we first meet someone, we have all these feel-good hormones running through our bodies. We have googly eyes for that person. We get distracted thinking about the person. We may feel aroused when we think about them. We feel euphoric when we're with them and afterwards. And we start to think that we are in love. Well, according to experts, if this is how we're defining love, we are in trouble. The thing about those euphoric feelings is that, unfortunately, they do not last. They are temporary. And those of you in long-term relationships may know this to be true. Some say, and by some I mean authorities on love, that these euphoric feelings last from about one to two years. So it's probably not a good time to get married during that phase. (laughs) So what happens when those feelings fade? Well, we all turn into frogs, friends. (laughs) We, things go back to normal. We start to see the person that we love as a regular human being. And we start to notice what we perceive as flaws. Suddenly, the snorting laughter that we thought was adorable becomes irritating. 
Their indecisiveness about what to do tonight is no longer endearing, but annoying, because we always have to make the decision about what to do. Their inability or choice to not speak of their feelings is no longer mysterious and intriguing, but now they make us wonder if they care and the list goes on and on. Or as Robert De Niro says in Meet the Parents, and round and round we go. (laughs) At that point, when the high of being in love fades, we must decide what to do. Do we stay? Do we leave? If we choose to stay, then the work of love begins. And I say love, I mean, I say work because it requires effort. If we are to show and express love in ways that our partner is going to feel loved by us, then we must make an effort. I've heard many of my clients speak of these languages of love that we're going to discuss here today and tell me that they do feel loved when their partner shows them love in the way that they appreciate in their love language, in other words. So love is not about us per se, nor is it for the faint of heart. We have to be willing to put some of our likes and dislikes aside in order to demonstrate love. And we must do this often. And we must do it in our partner's love language, not ours. So we have to learn a new way of being and expressing love. Dr. Chapman says that the love action we carry out is, and I quote, not necessarily from deep emotional bonding. You are choosing to do something for the benefit of that person. So for example, If washing the dishes helps your partner to feel loved, but you hate doing dishes, then you do it because it will make your partner feel loved. So, let's get right to it. The five love languages as based in the book are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Let's begin with words of affirmation. Let's face it, friends. Who doesn't like to hear compliments and uplifting words, such as, wow, you look radiant today, or that color looks so good on you, or I finally listened to your podcast, and wow, I was impressed. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> Praise and affirmation make us feel good, friends. So if your partner feels most loved when they hear complimentary language, then use that to show them you love them. If you're not good at giving praise, then practice. We can achieve almost anything if we practice. So experiment by giving your partner compliments. Chapman suggests keeping a log titled Words of Affirmation where you can write positive words to praise your partner. He also suggests speaking highly of your partner to your friends and to affirm your partner in front of your friends and or family. 
And if your partner affirms you in front of others, then be sure to reciprocate. We can also use words of affirmation via handwritten cards and letters. Don't be afraid to be creative, friends. Start to pay attention to what your partner does well and let them know it. Let them know you see them and appreciate their good qualities. Okay, next we have quality time. Many a woman's favorite. So for quality time, it's important that you spend time alone with your partner and not in front of the telly or while you're on your phone, friends. Make time for each other. And if you're busy when your partner wants to have this time, then say so and let them know that it's not a good time right now, but you are interested in spending time with them. So let's schedule it and get it in the calendar. Maybe it's for an hour later. When you do sit down to be together, have quality conversations. Ask about their day. What went well? How was their mood? And when they tell you, look at them in the eye. Listen with intent. Let them finish speaking and refrain from the impulse to interrupt. Reflect to them what you heard them say. Express curiosity so that they know you're listening and are interested. I highly suggest that you do not listen with the goal of what to say next. Listen and allow the response to come. Aim to understand your partner's thoughts, feelings, wishes, and desires. Ask for clarification if need be. One thing that Dr. Chapman says, and I agree with this, is do not give advice unless it is specifically requested. I learned that the hard way. <laughs> Hopefully, you don't have to. Okay, moving on to the next love language. We have gifts. This can be, according to Dr. Chapman, physical gifts and or your presence and attention. So. Learn what your partner likes and get them those things. If you're on a budget, make them, make them something. Make them a card. Draw something. Pick flowers from your garden and give it to them. Unless they're allergic, then choose something else. <laughs> Do not wait for a special occasion, especially if this is your partner's love language. When it comes to spending money, See this as an investment in your partnership. It will yield rewards and time. So let's not be cheap here, friends. And you don't have to spend a lot of money. Let's be clear. You can get a lot of things nowadays for very, very little money. So if your partner likes gifts and you don't know what they are, find out. Okay, acts of service. I personally love doing acts of service. I don't know if that's my primary language, but I really enjoy showing love through acts of service. Um, so there is an example in the book that Dr. Chapman speaks of when he's teaching about these, you know, languages of love. And um, so I'm going to paraphrase here as I tell you the story. So he's teaching and, you know, this man's husband goes home and, you know, 
speak, does, you know, asks his wife how, you know, what can he do to show her love? And he doesn't like the answer. So he comes back to Dr. Chapman and says, Dr. Chapman, I don't like this language stuff, this love language stuff. Why, says Dr. Chapman? Well, I asked my wife, how can I show her love? And she said to do the laundry. I didn't like that. And Dr. Chapman says to him, well, Jim, I don't even know if that's his name, but um, that's how your wife receives love and how she feels loved by you. So if your partner's primary language is an act of service, then do the laundry, <laughs> make breakfast, do the dishes, change those diapers, friends. Your partner will be very grateful for the help. And if you are the recipient of the acts of service, please be sure to acknowledge your partner's efforts. Remember, they may not like it, but they're doing it for you. So say thank you. Give them a kiss on the cheek. Make a comment about it. Like, wow, you did such a great job to make sure their house was tidy this evening. Thank you, baby. Or thank you, love, or whatever you call your partner. But be sure to express gratitude. And Dr. Chapman makes a mention to coming out of the stereotypical mentality. So like, let's not assign gender roles. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we don't want to say that, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I am a male, so my job is not to do the laundry. This is the part about the hardest part about the uncut version, right? When you make mistakes or, you know, something like this happens where you have to clear your throat you can't edit it out. So thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> so going back to the acts of service, you know, um, let's be sure to say thank you. And going back to the stereotypical mentality, let's not assign gender roles. This is no longer the 1950s, friends. So let's be open. And last but not least is physical touch. Physical touch is one of my absolute favorite ways to show, express, and receive love. Now, let's be clear. Physical touch is not necessarily about sexual intercourse and sex, though it can be. Nor is it about aggressive or abusive behavior in any way, shape, or form. Physical touch is extremely important. When we're born, babies cannot thrive without physical touch. I personally think that physical touch remains a powerful form of expression as we go through the life course, whether or not this is your primary love language. It's important to know what you like and what your partner likes. How do you like to be touched? Experiment. Play. Have fun with this. We don't all like to be touched in the same way. So listen to your partner. Respect what they have to say. Respect what they want and what they need. Maybe your partner likes to be kissed on the cheek. Maybe they like neck and shoulder massages. Massages. Maybe they like strong, warm hugs. And maybe it is sex. Find out and do it. If this is your partner's primary love language and they do not get it, 
meaning they don't get physical touch, then they may not feel loved by you. And that is a negative for the relationship that is looking to thrive, friends. So do your homework and be sure to make it your business to find out what kind of touch your partner likes. Like I said before, I personally think that physical touch is important and that we all need it, especially during this time of the coronavirus pandemic, when many of us are isolated. Dr. Chapman says in his book, and I quote, crises provide a unique opportunity for expressing, expressing love. Your tender touches will be remembered long after the crisis has passed. Your failure to touch may never be forgotten. That is a powerful statement, and I think extremely true. So if you happen to be one of the fortunate people that have a partner to hug and touch, then please take advantage of the opportunity to show them love in this way, especially if this is their primary love language. So there you have it, the five love language as per Dr. Gary Chapman's book. Before I leave you, I want to share one more thing that's also in the book. It's an exercise that Dr. Chapman speaks of, and it is designed to help you on this journey as you learn your partner's primary language of love. It's called the emotional love tank. So the exercise is like this. So you ask your partner, how is your emotional love tank today, baby? Then your partner might tell you, so tell them, oh, sorry, go back. So how's your emotional love tank? And then ask them, tell them to tell you from zero to 10 what it is. Zero meaning empty, ain't got nothing in there. And 10, I am so full up that I'm overflowing. And so, hey, how's your emotional love tank today, baby? And how can I help you fill it? Don't be afraid to ask for suggestions on how you can do this. You're possibly not a psychic, and therefore you will need guidance and instruction on how to meet your partner's needs. So go ahead and ask them. I suggest you start this today. How's your emotional love tank? Share this episode with your partner. And do these things together. Do this for each other. So friends, the five languages of love as per Dr. Gary Chapman's New York Times bestselling book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. Start exploring these love languages today and do your part to fill your partner's love tank. This need not feel tedious. And if it is, or if it does feel tedious, then you're likely not coming from a place of love. So go ahead and check yourself on that. When we love someone, we enjoy making them feel good. So have fun and practice. Your lover will certainly appreciate your efforts and your investments will go far. Thank you for listening, friends. And if this was helpful to you, please share this 
with those that you think could benefit from it. Signing off is your host, Angelica, from the Sexy Radiance Podcast. See you soon, friends, and happy Sexy Friday. Bye.